Welcome, welcome everybody. So we're going to be looking at today repentance again, repentance in the life one more time. This is the second week we're looking at repentance and the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 14. This is our series on truth for life, our confession of our church. It is the Westminster Standards, uh, the larger and short catechism in the Confession of Faith, which give us a summary of doctrine of what the Bible teaches. So we're going to go first today to Luke chapter 19. Let's get into Luke 19 as we look at repentance. We're going to turn to the first ten verses, and if I can have a volunteer read it, that would be great. Jesus entered Jericho and A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and went to All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will give them Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Thank you. Very good. All right. Let's uh, let's pray before we begin, and, and we'll move on from there. Our gracious God, we thank you for loving us and caring for us and providing for us. We thank you for the days mercies that are new today. We thank you for the, the way you've uh, given us rest today, and you give us rest together in Christ. So as we seek to exercise faith and repentance and make diligent use of the means of grace today, as we study these uh, concepts and your, your word, we ask that your spirit would lead us and teach us and guide us and direct us into all truth, and that it would uh, shape our hearts and help us to express our faith and love, love toward our you and love toward our brothers and sisters. So we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get to it, friends. Uh, we are going to be looking at the uh, direction of repentance or what what repentance looks like. So as you notice, this passage is uh, Zacchaeus's story. Uh, he's a wee little man. What are the things you notice about Zacchaeus in the text? The chief. Yeah, rich, it says there. Yep. Those are details that Jesus provides, or Luke provides in his story. Uh, it's probably a pretty famous story. Uh, and he was looking to see Jesus. Okay. And the crowds are too big. He can't get there. He's too small. And so he runs ahead, climbs up a tree in order to see him as he passes by. And then. When Jesus comes to the place, Jesus knows exactly where he is, looks up, and says to him, Hurry down, Zacchaeus, for I must stay at your house today. So he, they, they have this meeting together, dinner, I suppose, and uh, they, they go together. And when uh, people are looking at him, uh, looking at Jesus going away with this guy, the chief tax collector Zacchaeus, and they're grumbling, it says there in verse 6, for he's uh, gone into the, to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And then you see Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I will give to the poor. 
Uh, and I, if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to your house since he is also son of Abraham. So, uh, so this is the, uh, the issue. Uh, how does this relate to repentance? Well, the, the Westminster standards relate this to uh, repentance. If you look at the fifth section, it says here, uh, and uh, on page one of your handout, down, down the line here, it says, Men ought not to content themselves with a general repentance, but it is every man's duty to endeavor to repent of his particular sins particularly. Right? So uh, what were the uh, particular sins of Zacchaeus, and how do we see repentance in this uh, text? What did he do particularly? You know, you know kind of the story behind those tax collectors? He would, he would just make himself rich mm-hmm. off of the off of unjustly taking people's. That's how they got paid. So you so you can set your own price. Yeah, you can take more than than you, uh, and that was kind of the, the the deal. Yeah, so they're not they're and they're and they're also going against their own people in service of the Roman government. They're just hated. I mean, no one liked these guys. You know, so as you think about that, they're they're hurting people. I mean, you take somebody's. Uh, food off their table, right? You're taking away from them. And so they're, they're really hurting people here. And so as you think about that, uh, that well, he, does, he, he does exactly, uh, he, t- he addresses the real particular sin that he has committed. Uh, how? Uh, you look at... Restitution. Yeah, he, yeah. he makes restitution. You know, like he says uh, in verse 8, half the goods, I, half my goods I give to the poor. You know, he... Everything he's gotten, he's made off the backs of the poor, right? He's taking advantage of all these people, and he is giving them just a huge sum, and he's going to try to distribute that to the poor, he says. And then if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. So he's going to go above and beyond. Uh, he, he is uh, completely uh, going above and beyond the, uh, the requirements here, I suppose. But uh, what, what brought him to this... Uh, Resolution, you think? What was the what, what was driving this? Uh, uh, Jesus' reception of him as well, right? It was that's the it. exact opposite of what he thought it would be, for sure. Yeah, he was desperate to see Jesus, and what he saw was more beautiful than what he expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, look at uh, Romans two four. This might be one you know. And we'll keep your hand at Luke four, Luke eighteen, and, and just flip ahead a couple pages to, to Romans two four. It says, uh, "Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance?" Whoa, that's like a that's a that's a it's like if we just take those two passages right next to each other, you see it clearly expounded that the kindness of God led the repentance, right? The kindness drives the repentance, right? It's not repentance in order to garner kindness of God. I think that is a huge, huge point that cannot be underemphasized. Is we, we like to consider repentance is something that gather, garners favor from God for us. But that was not necessary uh, for, for the favor of God to be upon Zacchaeus. Uh, he was already kind to Zacchaeus with no repentance, and this repentance followed the kindness of, Zac- of, of Christ, of, of God. 
uh, toward God and toward uh, his people. Uh, now, that is incredible. Uh, and and that's, this, this, uh, go back to Luke 19, uh, 10 real fast. And it says that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, right? This is not the people who have found, each, found themselves to be virtuous and are able to, to have the, the strength and wherewithal to give back to those they defrauded. The Son of Man came to seek and save these people, like the lost people, the ones who can't repent, uh, who have no ability to repent. That's a huge step for us in our, in our minds is to change that uh, orientation away from, I've got to be worthy to be acceptable to God. I don't know. The Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and save the lost. And once we see that He has found us, then the kindness of God becomes real to us and we start to be transformed and become repenters. Huge points. But Huge. You, yeah. you see that because it often models the rich young ruler. Yeah. Uh, and so when you look at the rich young ruler, he addresses Jesus as good teacher. Uh-huh. Here you see Zacchaeus address him as Lord. So you yeah. already see that change in heart, yeah. uh, which was given to him, that faith. Yeah. And salvation was already given to him to where his response mm-hmm. is completely different than what you see in yeah. the rich ruler. You got two rich men. Yeah. And, and they respond to Jesus completely different. Yeah. Uh, and one of them was not sought by the Son of Man, evidently, right? The Son of Man sought and saved that one. He didn't seek and save everyone, uh, but he sought and saved that rich man. And I think that's, that's, a, great, that's a great point, to, to, to juxtapose those two rich men and to see the, the, the cause is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Uh, now, Jesus loved the other one too. You know, he loved him, but he didn't, he didn't have that special kindness for that that other man that he showed to uh, Zacchaeus, right? So you see that. I think that's a huge point. Now, let's look at a few places uh, that I find to be very helpful as I think of repentance. Let's go to Psalm 103.12 real fast. And then we'll come back to Luke. 103.12. I don't think this is mentioned in the text of our... uh, outline, but this is just a personal one for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what do you, what do you suggest? Seth, you want to read it? As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions. Yeah, that's a, an incredible statement. Uh, now, so you're, you're telling me that there's nowhere we can go where God would see me as a transgressor of his law because he's removed them from me, Right. That's the, the, the truth articulated there. If you want to go to, um, let's go to Micah 7. Or Micah 7. And 19. I will start with 18. Who... Uh, Okay, 18 and 19. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? Mm-hmm. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Mm-hmm. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Mm. That's a powerful one, right? You think about how far can my sin be removed from me? Well, the very bottom of the sea, right? Take it to the bottom of the sea. He will not retain his anger forever because he is one who delights in steadfast love and he removes, he has compassion. He's the kind God. 
right? Now, if we believe God is a, a kind God, that is good. Uh, now, look at 4 on your, on your handout uh, on the first page. Uh, section 4, it says, As there's no sin so small, but it deserves damnation. And this is a great problem. We feel like I've got to make myself right in order to, in order to make, uh, you know, make an appearance for the Lord. So there's no sin so great that it can be, bring damnation on those who truly repent. Uh, so, so we will repent. None of our sins will count against us. And as you see, uh, Romans 8.1 is, 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 is linked there. Uh, what is, does anyone remember what Romans 8.1 says? For there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, fantastic summary of the gospel uh, for those who trust in Christ and have identity in Him. Let's, uh, let's flip over to Isaiah 1.16 and 18. Or Isaiah. Just a thought I had on the yes. bottom of the is uh, scientists keep discovering that it's deeper and deeper. <laughs> and we can't get there. That's more powerful to us today, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's, it's somewhere that we literally cannot get to. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very rich and powerful to get there. I mean, it'd be amazingly uh, costly and hard for a human being to get there. You have to have major diving equipment, machinery, uh, power to get to that depth. Uh, and, and we can't get there, but God can remove our sin to that degree, to the ultimate degree, to have never touch us again. We are completely forgiven, healed, righteous. That's good news, good news to us. And I, 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 use, the, I, I just use this as a tackling fuel. I mean, like, if I'm going to repent, I need to know who I'm running toward. Like, I need to know what I'm doing and, and, and who, who, how God, who God is that I'm running toward. And so who are we running toward? Well, the kind one who leads me to repentance, the one who, who won't, won't heap up his anger against me forever, but he delights in steadfast love and, and kindness compassion. Uh, now, look at 16 of, of Isaiah 1. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good. Seek justice, correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. That sounds like repentance. Right, turning from one, turning to the other, uh, turning a change of mind and a turn direction, repentance. And then it says, uh, "Come, let us now reason together," says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Uh, that's another one that I, I find to be very heartwarming and, and impactful to me. So uh, that that, the, that my sins can be transformed uh, and and that my color. Is changed from from scarlet red to to clean uh, to to white or wool. Also, something important to note is that the confession um, states also very clearly: may not um, we need to repent of uh, our particular sins that are particular to ourselves. There is no sin that mm -hmm. I need to repent that my father yeah. committed. Especially yeah. in days like this, it's, yeah. it's important always to. Mm -hmm. To remind ourselves that I do not inherit sins from my past. Yeah, I repent from the sins that I commit because in the law it says that the, the son will not be guilty of the sin of the father. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. I mean, I was a part of a denomination where we had a corporate uh, time of you know repentance for uh, sins of the ancient past, uh, so to speak. So I mean, that was a that was a a, a thought because that is the kind of the uh, waters we're swimming in. Uh, if you if you're repenting of uh, 
ancient past sins, then that, that does tend to help me because it doesn't actually, it's not really something I'm, I'm doing, you know? So it's like, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's get that handled, you know? And it's like, it still leaves me with a shred of, of dignity, so to speak. But, but I have no, I'm, I'm just as guilty of all the sins that they all, you know, did, but I do them particularly and probably worse. <laughs> like, I can't just look at my old, the past and say, you know, that's, that's it, you know, check the box. Now, and then how meaningful is that? Because again, I didn't do it. I didn't have, I, I need to see myself as a sinner and not just a product of my environment or my genetics or, what, or my history of that. I, 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 if I'm going to have any comfort with Christ, I need to see myself as a sinner forgiven and saved by grace. Not that I'm part of some you know, chain of, I don't know, yeah, whatever. So that, that's, I, I think that's a key thought, thought there. I appreciate that. Is it, do y'all see what he's saying? Yeah, see what, yeah that's very helpful. Uh, I think particular sins that I've committed, just like Zacchaeus, he wasn't, he wasn't repenting for, uh, you know, Aaron's, uh, you know, worshiping the calf. You know, he wasn't repenting for those, those, you know, those historic heinous sins generationally bad sins. Okay, like they, they, they have seen the exodus uh, of God and now they're, uh, they're like, hey, let's make a golden calf to worship. Like this, like the, 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 God, the idols are worthless. Now we're going to worship God with an idol. So, so this is like, like, he could have done that. He didn't do that. He said, I am a greedy, uh, selfish man and I need to give my stuff away to the poor here that I've defrauded. So very instructive for us to think about how we are particularly sinned against God. And let's go real quick to Luke 23 real fast. Let's move ahead to Luke 23. Just uh, going back to Luke. Yes. So we're at the cross. Let's look at the... Um, 23.44. Uh, now it was the sixth hour, uh, noon... And I'm going to be speaking about this on the uh, Tuesday morning Bible study this week, actually. We're talking about Exodus, uh, the ninth plague. Uh, it was uh, now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, three o'clock-ish. Uh, then while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two, Jesus called out with a loud voice, said, Father, in your hands I commit my spirit. And having, breathed, and having said this, he breathed his last. And then when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly, this man was innocent. And Mark, it says, certainly this man was, this is, the, this is the Son of God. You know, and the crowd saw the spectacle, what to take a place. He returned home, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Let's look at this uh, detail uh, that's given to us. Why do you think Luke, uh, uh, you know, listed these particular details in uh, Luke 23, 44 and following? Mm-hmm. Could have said anything about crucifixion day. What things does he highlight in his orderly account? He gives us time time stamps. Darkness. 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 Yep. What else? That he actually died. He actually died. Yes, he breathed his last, and then uh, they saw it. Uh, they uh, many witnesses, right? Yeah, breathed his last. Okay. What are some other things? You got the last words there. Yep. Curtain of the temple torn. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's a huge one. I think. Like, it doesn't seem to really go there, right? Because all like, out on the outside of the city, 
You know, like at Golgotha, right? Place of the skull, and that's where Jesus crucified. And then it's like, uh, this, the, it's got you, you got the, the picture, you got the cross, and you got the, the darkness over the over the place. And then uh, at the in the middle of verse forty-five, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Okay, so what's up with that? I said, why did you put that detail right in the middle of the story? Uh, it's like, okay, it's like you got two vantage points. You got the cross, the cross camera, and then you've got the. We're going to turn into the city now. While this is happening, Jesus breathing his last. The temple uh, curtains torn. Fascinating juxtaposition of those two details. Why is that important? Separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no more, no more separation, right? There was all this separation. The old covenant. You had the, all the ornate uh, uh, veils between the presence of God, uh, and then you had the the, uh, the the building itself, the temple, uh, how keeping people out, keeping people out. Uh, certain people could go this far, others could go that far, and then we're 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 bound up and separated from the presence of God. But the promise of God is that I will be a holy God, you'll be a holy people, and we'll dwell in a holy place together. You know, forgiven, one God, one people, Jew and Gentile, uh, honestly. And this is the, the one in Christ. And so here you have uh, no separation in Christ. There is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no male, female. It's it's who are you in Christ? Slave or free? It's Christ. Uh, and, and this is the issue, like, so the kindness leads us to repentance. This is the whole reason, this whole way, like, what, what happens at the cross is the pathway of repentance is open. The pathway of repentance is now open for all. Uh, we can go straight to God with our sins because the Lamb of God has been slain. There is no need for, a, for any kind of uh, working our way up in purification uh, to get to the temple, to get to the presence of God, because Christ has in one act fulfilled all righteousness. Also mm-hmm. important, the mm-hmm. Gentile, the centurion, immediately recognized yeah. that God was good and innocent. Yes. Yeah. And that's interesting. Like the, 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 this is this is uh, you know many guys don't recognize it, but the one the first witness to it is a Gentile, yeah. a centurion, right? He says, certainly this man. Yeah. So fascinating points all over the place here, which is going to foreshadow. Hey, the nations are going to come in. Right, so nations are going to come to come to come to the Lord and stream in, because He's taken their sins, cast them onto the depths of the ocean floor or the, or the sea. Right, He's taken their sins as far as the east is from the west. He's taken them from from scarlet to wool, uh, and He's going to uh, He's going to uh, uh, you know <laughs> take the, uh, the this tax collector and eat with him. You know, He's chosen him. He, he's He's picked him. And he says, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So, so the, the implication being, if you're in Christ, you're already found. And so the work of repentance is, is, I have the pathway to repentance because the kindness of God, I don't have to earn his kindness. And so that means I can particularly repent of my sins. Uh, you know, understanding, he knows my sins already. Uh, we're, in a, we're in a safe place here. Uh, let's look at six. Uh, the next, uh, last, the last section of this uh, chapter, we got eight minutes. This is great. Uh, the pace is great today, guys. Very good. So commend you on that. As every man is bound to make private confession of his sins to God, praying for the pardon thereof, upon which and the forsaking of them he shall find mercy. So he that scandalizeth his brother or the church of Christ ought to be willing by a private or public confession and sorrow for his sin to declare his repentance to those that are offended, who are thereupon to be reconciled to him and love to receive him. Okay, uh, does, this, does this section uh, surprise you or uh, inform your understanding of, of private and public repentance and of that nature? Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that? 
say private, you mean between the person and... Yeah, like uh, kind of one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if you want to, I mean, the whole point of the law was to, rank, well, one of the points of the law to show love to your brother was to, you know, reconcile with him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it was, you know, God instructed the Hebrews not even to pay tithe until you've reconciled with your brother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, I think we do have to remember that um, you know, Judaism was a, a, it was a tribal religion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it talks a lot about how you, all, all those laws and stuff, you know, dealt with how you dealt with other people. Mm -hmm. But today we're sort of like, you know, Greco-Roman, so we mm -hmm. think of ourselves as individuals. Yeah. So, so we have an individual God, an individual Christ, an individual religious experience. Hmm. But it's really tribal, and how you reconcile and treat your brother is like really important to God. So mm -hmm. if it's important to God, you may want to consider it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, so, so, how, so say I just like. I had one weight, one twenty-five pound dumbbell, and I just I just used it on this arm, you know, and and I didn't I didn't ever do anything with this arm. In fact, I just I neglected this arm. Like how how good would that be? Uh, I'd be unbalanced. I'd be I'd be uh, hurting this side and helping this side. I think that's the same. We we gotta think of ourselves as connected. We are a body, right? So so if we uh, are sinning against our body, we confess to our body, right? If we publicly scandalize our body we would publicly confess and, and seek the peace uh, with the body, right? So if I do something that scandalizes the church publicly, I should, you know, publicly repent of that. You know, if it's a more private matter, you know, uh, it's not, it doesn't rise to that level. So that, that makes, it doesn't make sense to you guys, public and private. It says there, there's levels and, and we, we want to appropriately deal with it. And everything, every sin you, you commit doesn't need to be, uh, I need to stand before the church and, and you know, tell you about it all, you know. So, uh, but, uh, but but that, but yeah, I mean, if I'm the difference uh, yeah. is if someone from the church is there, or they see that. They, yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see because we've seen it in action. Our pastor in Virginia mm -hmm. with his wife, you know, so yeah. the people that were around. He not only apologized to her, but he got up and asked for forgiveness mm -hmm. for the whole church body during the the, the evening service. So. And he laid out his sin and what he had done. So I mean, once you see it, it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's, yeah, and only 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 know someone who knows the kindness of God can do that, yeah. right? Because uh, you're putting yourself out there, and people may stomp on your neck. You know, like that's right. the thing you don't know, but you know that the kindness of God is better than how anyone's going to treat me or <clears throat> think of me or you know how how I'm going to feel or you know these are things that. That, that have to be true for us. The kindness is the fuel that drives the particular repentance, uh, not just the general repentance. We talked last time of two weeks ago about penance and repentance and the difference. We're not, we're not earning our way to God's good favor, but we already have it out of the, out of the recognition of our, of our acceptance and, and the kindness of God and grief over our sins against Him, mm -hmm. therefore, we repent of our sins, change our mind, and seek a different direction uh, from what we were going. Uh, and so that doesn't mean we don't fall back onto those old ways and old paths again, but, but we, in general, uh, seek to go the direction of the Savior because that is who we are. We are in Christ. So that's the, uh, the issues we have before us. Any, uh, any questions? Yeah. Hey, if, if we do penance, yeah. are we doing God's... God's job for him. Who, what now? Are we God. doing God's job for him if we do penance? Yeah, yeah, right, because uh, who, who, who has, the, who has the authority to do that? Yeah. yeah. 
you know, so we're so we're sort of telling God like, hey, I can, I know it's good for me, and mm -hmm. you know, I'll just judge my own sin. I Thank know, you very I much. know the right punishment for what I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's why. Whip yourself, you know. These yeah. are like the ideas of I have to whip myself. Saying the rosary. Yeah, yeah, I have to do okay. those. Yeah, yeah. I, like it, it's like right. It's like. That, you know Bart Simpson. He's like he's all at the end of the of the of the Simpsons intro. He's always writing sentences on the board, yeah. <laughs> like you know, as, as punishment for his sins and yeah. classrooms. And I think that's the. It's always a different sentence, but but you know we could we could uh, endlessly multiply the need to do such things and matters because we endlessly sin. Right? It's not about uh, uh, the externals and, and proving it because none of us could ever be clean and worthy enough to say we've repented of everything. Fully and finally, you know, we could, we could, there could be no end to such things. So the idea that penance could actually be effectual is absurd. Mm -hmm. You know, like this, this idea that, that we can uh, do something to overcome our sin, completely, uh, you know, missing the point. Uh, because what is the, what's the requirement? It's personal, perpetual, perfect obedience to God's revealed will. Yeah. Perfect, personal, perpetual obedience to God's will. Uh, revealed to us, and so we got to we got to think about that. Have we in thought, word, mind uh, done all the works that we're uh, to do, and and for, forsaken all the works we're forbidden to do, uh, and all those things? Uh, okay, so what would you like to remember most about this study of repentance? We'll just get the greatest hits. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> repentance, as it says here in the first statement, is the grace of God. The very first sign. Okay. Repentance unto life is an evangelical grace. Mm -hmm. It's a grace from God. That means it's mm -hmm. a gift yeah. from God. That's good. And then at the end, mm -hmm. along with, as well as that of faith. Yes. We, do you look, do you, I'll ask you rather than just telling you, do you look at repentance and faith as necessary, the two necessary gifts that God gives us for salvation, and salvation from our sins, so that we may live with Him, be part of the tribe. I would say that they don't secure our our state our status in the tribe, but we, as you said, they're a gift, an evangelical grace. So we're and as the confession makes clear, we are going to have repentance if we say we have faith. That's exactly as, um, uh, you know, you can think of it as two sides of a coin. Uh, you have the coin. Yes. Yeah, you're going to have that. Uh, uh, both sides, you can't just have one. Uh, you will have uh, faith plus works. Uh, you, show, you say, as James 2 says, you say you have um, faith, but uh, I say show me your works. Uh, speaking of that, that sets us up nicely for next week. Chapter 15 is going to be on good works. All right, so this, uh, I, you know, you got to start thinking about good works as a gift from God, okay, that you participate in, of course, but just as repentance and faith are evangelical graces that are part, uh, wrapped up in the order of, of salvation, uh, there lies good works as well. Uh, okay, uh, I'll leave you with, the, uh, with that today. Uh, if there are other questions, uh, please speak afterwards and you guys have a great time between now and the next 15 minutes when we go to worship. So let's, uh, let's pray before we wrap it up today. Our, our gracious God in heaven, we ask that this day 
would be a great day of repentance, that you would pour out your gifts upon us, that you would meet us and give us your kindness and steadfast compassion and love, that you would uh, show us and convince us that you no longer uh, deal with us according to our sins, but you deal with us according to your mercy and according to the righteous work of Christ. That it is finished, that uh, he has breathed his last in the temple, veil has been torn, and therefore we can go with boldness to the throne and, and, and present all of our uh, needs to you and also our sin to you as we grieve over it and seek to, to endeavor after new obedience. So we ask today that you would empower us for those things. Give us these graces that we desire uh, for your sake and glory. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.